Board of Virtual University. My name is Albert Okran, welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard. This is your most inspirational show and that place where the greatest minds in the world converge. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Ratio Foundation and proudly sponsored by the Enterprise Group, NMTN Ghana, with media support from the Multimedia Group and the Graphic Business. Today, let me take you back to our series on time with a CEO, where I get to unpack the thoughts of a leader in the marketplace, find out what they eat, how they sleep, what they manage, and the sheer significance of what they oversee as big-time corporate leaders. One of our biggest partners over the years is the Enterprise Group, and this week they launched a hundred years in their journey as a company. Yes, 100 years in business. And so I get the tremendous privilege of hanging out with the group CEO, Dan Labitiku. Dan, good to see you. Thank you very much. A hundred years in business. That must be phenomenal. How does it feel? Thank you, Robert. Um, I think counting the days up to today have been a combination of uh, mixed emotions. Um, mixed emotions in the sense that others have you know, brought us this far and we now have to take it into the next century if we continue to live. How we do that is, is where we need to draw some inspiration from what has happened in the past. So I said mixed emotion because you then ask yourself whether you will be able to carry this business and deliver the same results that have been delivered over the past 100 years. But of course, that's the responsibility that we have accepted and we would uphold. And hopefully, by the grace of God, we should be able to meet the challenges and the expectations of all stakeholders. I hear that when you are being interviewed for a CEO job in a country like Japan, they're asking your, your plan for 100 years. They, are, they tend to be the Asians, the Japanese, the Singapore, the, Singapore, the Chinese, tend to have a longer span. When, when they say long-term, they mean long-term. In our part of the world, it's rare to find an entity becoming a 100-year company. Walking in today, I saw staff waving their balloons, releasing them into the air, general sense of excitement. But for you as team lead, does it put added pressure on you? Do you sleep at night? <laughs> I try to. I try to. I try to work as much as possible when I'm in the office. When I leave the office, I do my best to leave the, the worries of the office behind me. Um, so I try to sleep at night. But of course, you come back into the issues and you have to, you know, deal with the issues. So that's basically what's been going on, you know, around me, uh, sitting in the seat as the uh, CEO. Let's go at the dance between the various stakeholders. So for what you do in the financial services industry, you will have probably your, let's start with your shareholders and then the government, your regulators, the staff, and then the community, everyone looking up to you, expecting something from you. Navigating all these stakeholders whose interests at some times may even seem to contrast, what does it require of a group CEO? It's one of the biggest um, 
challenges that anyone would face, especially in this city. The expectations are so wide and and and, and broad. Um, but um, I think we need to understand that individual stakeholders would have differing expectations, and your job is to try and synchronize the expectations and see how best you you're able to at least meet you know these expectations you might not be able to meet all the expectations but to the best of your ability if you can make almost all the stakeholders happy i think your job would have been done but the biggest challenge for me especially uh, working as the ceo for enterprise group apart from meeting the expectations of stakeholders is also managing the complexities of the group help us to understand it Yes, the group has about six different entities with different focus. Enterprise group is primarily insurance, but the focus are different. We have a life insurance business. We also have a general insurance business. We have a pension business. We have transition that we know, the funeral people. We also have a property uh, business. So all these businesses have different focus, different ways of uh, you know, uh, doing business, different ways of going to the market. And because they all come under the same group, sometimes they are constrained by how they want to go at the, as individual entities. And so there are occasions where you have uh, issues of conflict, of you know, uh, delivery issues of uh, managing the commonalities that one expects from the group. But in all this, we have to ensure that the supreme interest of the group is, is what prevails. So yes, there are times where you have two entities, you know, rubbing shoulders, the rivalry, which I call healthy rivalry. Even, even within the group? Yes, even within the group, it exists. And then that is what we also have to manage. When you I have, heard someone say that it's actually a strategy to create some level of rivalry between divisional heads in the business. Is it true? It is true. It is true. And it has to be done in such a way that you will net the best out of the entity. So there are times that we consciously run something like a, a, a league kind of a structure to see who comes out on top on different aspects of um business operations. Which means that there can be relegation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'll stay to the bin. I mean, it's a year everybody's talking about, but from where you sit as, yeah. as group CEO has 2023 been. 2023, hmm. on the back of um, COVID that we went through, then we entered 2023 uh, with all the geopolitical disturbances in, in the global economy. I think this had some impact on our economy as well. And therefore, you could see some uh, contraction in, in our economic activities back here in Ghana. This also had some impact on, on us as a business. Um, if you recall, the country had to embark on a DDP uh, restructuring right. uh, process. The domestic we, yes, we had the impact on two fronts, um, unfortunately. Um, the first being the impact on, on our customers. The impact on our customers so much because we rely on disposable incomes. And the outcome of the DDP restructuring impacted on consumers' free, free cash flow. Yes, disposable right. incomes. So the ability to also honor 
their obligations to us was impacted somehow. So we could feel and we could see a, a bit of slowdown in our revenue generation. The other side is the bigger impact on corporates, uh, lower returns, liquidity impact, which also then go to impact on your ability to meet your expectation, the expectation of your customers on you. We, we are an insurance entity and we make commitment to honor our obligation when you know there's it becomes a, yes when it becomes yes but if you are constrained by liquidity because your cash is locked up elsewhere then it becomes a, a heckling um, a tax to to someone but i think it's, it's in all this it's been quite uh, you know well managed um, i would say it has also brought a different dimension in the way businesses is also perceived and conducted in this part of the world. Um, hitherto, I'm sure we all were very satisfied and we are convinced that government securities is the most safest area too. So I think that's where we all, you know, um, diverted or, you know, um, moved our funds into. But I think this period has taught us that there are other areas that one can possibly Explore. explore, you know, in, in diversifying the, 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 the investment portfolio that, that you have. So it's in as much as it's been a challenge, it's also been a blessing, you know, to open our eyes to areas that ordinarily one would not have considered as a good investment opportunity. Yes. This is Springboard Your Venture University, my guest Dan Labitieku, Group CEO of the Enterprise Group, and he packs 30 years over 30 years' experience in finance, corporate strategy, risk management, audit control, regulatory compliance, and a very deep appreciation of insurance underwriting and everything in between. And he is now telling me that the recent developments have given him a certain perspective he didn't have before. You know, Dan, I was at, I was at Game Pass graduation as guest of honor, and I spoke about reinvention, trying to bring to the minds of the young graduates the fact that, listen, you will learn the thing in school, but the rubber hits the road in real life some things can teach you more than the whole syllabus. Would you say that the same thing about what you just said? That some of the learnings in, in management have literally almost like packed what you learned in school? That's correct. That's correct. Um, it, what we learn in school um, gives you the foundation. Right. And it also uh, attempts to explain, you know, um, or give you a better understanding of some of the decisions that we take. But when the rubber hits the road, you know, is the, the learning from school um, will give way to realities that we need to uh, grapple with. So, yeah, the learning from school sometimes helps. It, it helps. It gives you the foundation, as I said. Um, but in the real world, it's, it's a totally different, it's a totally different uh, uh, game. Yeah. So, for those who, by virtue of the fact that they've gotten a degree, they've gotten a first class, they finished university, they don't add on to their knowledge. What is likely to happen then? I think that's the biggest um, um, caution that I probably would would carry to um, my young guys. Some of the young guys coming out of uh, the university, some with first class, second upper, and the likes. The qualification alone, the degrees that we carry with us when we leave the universities alone will not be enough to propel you into the heights that one wants to really uh, attain. It, 
called for a totally different change of you know uh, mindset commitment to what you do um understanding the the environment within which you you operate and be a bit more humble in learning also from others um so first class upper and stuff alone are not enough to to guarantee the kind of success that some of these young guys uh, you know uh, want to see in their lives so yes it is good to uh, be hard working and go to end the first class and but on the job i think we need to apply our minds in fact we need to apply the learning from school you know in a more aggressive more committed way to unnet the, the quality that you know when you sit on a, in an interview panel and, and candidates come through looking for appointments promotion in the group what do you normally look out for the world is changing so fast that you want leaders who ordinarily can think immediately outside the box. So that is, for me, the first thing I challenge students who, you know, come in front of me or in a panel uh, looking for a job. How do you convince me that you have that capability or ability to, to think outside the box? It's also crucial because the world is changing so fast and you need people who can keep up with the pace of change. So that's the first That's the first thing. Then you also want to see people who are not so self-centered. They, they can be part of a team and help develop a team because you can't do it all by yourself. You need people around you. You need, you know, the team to stick together and, and deliver on the, on the set target. So apart from the first point I mentioned, which is your ability to, to think outside the box, your ability to uh, fit into a team and support the team in delivering on its goals is also very, very, very important. If you're listening today and you plan to apply for a job in the enterprise group, these are the things you should be looking out for. One is critical thinking and two, the humility to be part of a team. <laughs> that means that don't, don't come thinking that you're the one with the solution to all the global warming problems and all the issues in the world. <laughs> So Dan, what is it, the one thing that when you see, and this is deep filler, what's the one thing that when you see, you literally say, no way, you can't join us? I thrive on ethics, and that is what has probably one of the things that has uh, brought me this, this far. So if there are indications that I cannot trust you on ethical values, I, I don't think it's, a, um, it's also crucial in our kind of uh, job that we do. We engage and relate with so many, over 1,600 uh, customers on our books. And we engage with our customers you know, on a daily basis. So it's, it's important that we have the right attitude, the right mentality, and you know, everything about you know, ethical, moral values to engage with, with, with our customers. I read a, re a research of 500 of the top CEOs in the world based on net worth and so on, the, the people that you talk about, the Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, and we're being asked, what would you look for in, in, in the person that you should hire? And I'm sure everybody was looking for profitability. And, and, and by far, integrity was the runaway leader. And you just confirmed that for you, especially in the financial services sector, trust and ethics are the the area that if you violate, yeah. it's a no-no for you. Now let's talk about your personal leaderships. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Uh, what kind of leader are you? I think I have an idea, but I'll ask you. <laughs> if, if you see what I do, I'll say I, I got it right. I operate an open door. I, I like people to to feel so relaxed and be able to you know express themselves whilst working with me. So um, it's it's always been my my style to draw people closer to me, and I want to be part of you know the team. I, I don't sit here on daily basis or alone you know, thinking through the issues. I do that together with my team. And that's the biggest, you know, plus that I think my team members enjoy enjoy for me. When you what do, was the advantage of it? When you do that, then they feel that the decision making, the solutions are more driven out of the team and not just one person sitting somewhere and taking the decisions and driving the team to deliver. They feel a part of it. And that is what I, I, I think you know, I've done so well in the past to, to get us this far. Would, would you say that that was one of the things that propelled you in your upward journey to become CEO? I think it would be down to um, two, three key things that personally I would, you know, um, assign to myself. Um, commitment and passion to what I, I do. Um, I was, sometimes I was for that one. Yes. <laughs> sometimes people tell me I am too serious on the job. Others also say I, I don't smile very often when I'm on the job, you know. It's just the passion to, to deliver. The, I, I just want to see results. Um, so I think that is, that is, these are the two things that probably may have brought me, you know. And I, I think that uh, one thing that also the, the younger generation to, should, should pick um, as they move up the ladder, is to broaden your scope, not to be too narrow, you know, minded. Just focusing on your area of uh, operation, broaden your scope, go beyond your confines. Um, so, if you're a salesperson, um, get to know a little bit about marketing, about technical, you know, issues, and that's what I've done so well. I'm not uh, an insurance person. I joined Enterprise Group from the Coca-Cola bottling company 
you know, we are just uh, bottling coke. But I joined the insurance company and I immersed myself into, into insurance and I could stand toe to toe with the technical people in the insurance uh, uh, space. So I think it's also one of the key areas that my bosses probably identified in me that you're an all-round person. You can talk insurance, you can talk marketing, you can talk sales, you can talk finance, you know. And I think that that has always been very helpful. I hear the CEO is the de facto head of every single department in the company. So you need to have at least an idea about what is going on when you're reading the reports of the various heads of departments and divisions. Not too long ago, um, somebody in your primary field, that is a chartered accountant, went for an interview for a chartered accountant job and was expecting questions about balance sheet, P&L, and it didn't come up even once. He was so upset. Capacity of a Graspo Stadium. He says, ah, man, you see, what has, what has <laughs> I mean, the person was asked questions about sports, politics, yeah. um, human relations, and he came out of the interview very upset. That, ah, didn't they say it was, it was yes. chartered account? It was, it, was, it was head of finance and accounts. Yeah. Oh, he asked me about Graspo Stadium yeah. and leadership. He was very upset. Was he right? Is that why I said earlier, you just have to move, you know, broaden your mindset and your thinking. And you can only do that if you move into other areas. Uh, in school, we used to say you should be um, widely, you know, uh, or you should read widely. What it means is that not just what you do, but other areas that would come in to, to support your your decision making. And um, I see why the guy will be upset, but I think it was a, a wrong assumption to think that uh, as a finance person, questions should come around, you know, finance. In most cases in enterprise, we hardly, I think the technical area would take just about 20% of the whole interview process. Wow. Yes, about 20%. The rest will be more behavioral, your extracurricular activities. All, right. All these things come into, into play, your psychometric you know, um, outcomes from the, the test that you, we are quite, uh, you know, broad in terms of scope, what we, we before we take um, people on. So let me stay with your earlier description of yourself as a very passionate, intense person. Let me take off from there. Are you a person who likes sports? Sports. I've been very active. I was very, very active in, in sports. I've been a sports person. Which game do you play? I... Okay, let, let me, it, it depends on which year of my career we are talking about. So back in, in secondary school, um, you know, those days they would say um, uh, field events and, right. you know, so I used to be a, a field events person, uh, javelin, um, short put, and um, we discuss. These were the three key things that I, I got myself. But the three also are the things that required a very intense person. Yes. And I used to play football. Were you a defender? I was a defender. Uh -huh, like I was I a defender. This one is yes. it's almost like revelation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm very, very active in, in sports until recently where I've had some issues with my shoulder. So I, so I used to play tennis. I was going to say, shoulder must be tennis. Yes. yes. I play tennis too. Maybe uh, let's, let's take a day and play it. I'll, we'll play gently. <laughs> like Tennis is so intense that you can't do a gentle. If you really want to enjoy the game, you know, with all the swings and, and the, it, it would be very difficult to play a gentle tennis, you know. So I used to love at my friends who play golf, you know, that you just hit one and you walk two miles. And uh, tennis is, is really the, 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 where the intensity is. 
It's my favorite spot, actually, the one that I play very well. Let's go for a breakdown. Allow you to drink some water and think through your thoughts as we feast on some of the in interesting dimensions of thought you've been sharing so far. So this is Springboard, your virtual university, and today is time with the CEO. And on duty today is the group CEO of the enterprise group, Dan Labitiek, who's helping us to even understand what they look out for in raising leaders in this place. Dan says, what you learn on campus to get your first class is great, but it's a foundation. You need to build on it. And don't stay with your accounting alone. Disperse yourself over other areas so that when you are being asked questions about across procedures, you won't be upset. <laughs> so let's go for a break. When we come back, let's explore Dan's journey. What does it take to become CEO? Where did he start from? And in the course of the journey, what big learnings did he find out that could be useful to somebody who is young and says, one day, me too, I want to be CEO. Please don't go away. When you want to eat, just Momo it. Tired of the long queues in the supermarket? Pay with Momo. When you really want that beautiful new blouse, just Momo it. When you want to get a trim and get fresh to impress you know who, just Momo it. When you need to pay your utility bills and domestic staff, Shani Momo. When you want to send love to the family back home, send some Momo. Join the millions of MTN Momo users all over Ghana and live life the brighter way. So just Momo it. MTN. Grandma looked very peaceful. I was completely amazed when I saw her neatly presented. She looked just like she was sleeping. You haven't seen anything yet, my brother. You should have seen the care and quality treatment they gave her at Transitions. Eh. One man, one room, just like a five-star hotel. Wow. And not only that, we had a dedicated person to guide the family through the funeral planning process. Are you sure? Of course. From picking her up to when we lowered grandma down, everything was completely stress-free. They had all the needed funeral services, caskets, hairs, chapel, and so much more. This one, dear, no family fights after all. I'm so happy we made a right decision to use Transitions. With Transitions, your loved one gets the best of care while the family enjoys a stress-free funeral planning process. Call us now on 0302-634-706. And no... Did I tell you they are affordable? Transitions, the funeral people. Welcome back to Springboard, your virtual investor, into this very interesting conversation with Dan Labitieku, CEO of the Enterprise Group. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Racial Foundation and proudly sponsored by the Enterprise Group and MTN Ghana with media support from the multimedia group and the graphic business. If you missed the first part, number one, critical thinking, and number two, that humility to be part of a team. Those are the two prescriptions of Dan Labitieku for any young graduate that enters a serious progressive organization like Enterprise Group. So at least something for your notes while we navigate our way. These thoughts will be captured in the graphic communications group platforms online as well as the Springboard group platforms and other platforms include the multimedia group. So look out for them and also online as we debate which of these thoughts is your favorite. Let me share with you the Enterprise Advantage tip before we continue. And today, we're focusing on regular policy reviews. So why is it important to regularly review your policies or insurance policies? And the answer is very simple. Life changes and your insurance needs will change. Regular policy reviews help ensure that 
your coverage aligns with your current situation. Maybe you insured earlier and things have changed. So the update is very important to adjust coverage, explore discounts, and make sure you're adequately protected. And that is your enterprise insurance tip for the day. Call enterprise on 030-263-4777 for further information. Enterprise, your advantage. Dan Labicheku, what do you mean by enterprise, your advantage? The mantra that enterprise has adopted is the uh, cradle to grave mantra. Um, what it means is that right from birth till when you drop and you are lowered into into the grave, we would stand by you from the first point to the last point. So standing by you would provide all the support that you need along the journey. So that is the advantage that you have being a partner. So that's the advantage we bring to you. I've seen that advantage at first hand in, in different ways, but today I'll, the one I mentioned will not be the one you may even be thinking of. I'll mention this year having to bury two loved ones and transitions and the kind of support that they give. And you talk about cradle to grave, and I, I can tell you that in those moments of desperation when you've lost a loved one, it can be very disconcerting. And I've had I've had a good experience as a word. I mean, you can't talk about good in the midst of grief, but as much as it can support, I think that this year, the company, the group that has been a strong help is transitions. So when you get to review the CEOs, please give generally a pat on the back for that one. Thank you very much. So in the little which you move up in. <laughs> 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 it's, it's very interesting you talk about yes. a league table yes. and all the leaders and yeah. they've been evaluated that's true do you, do you find that for you yourselves as a as group ceo with the various mds is itself quite a, a tough task because these seem to be like very very strong personalities yes the various mds are you know they're recognized and they are they are you know i would say uh, people in their own uh, rights and uh, they deserve to be where they are so they, they're not uh, pushovers so you can imagine uh, managing the likes of uh, jackie mm-hmm. uh, akosia joe ampofo um, oh of course if i don't mention bg I'll, I'll be carried out of the scene yes. of course jackie and akosia yeah, yes we all... also have kojo Usu. right recently our newest baby akasia the md of akasia hey. of course so you can just imagine you know what i'm having to deal with uh, it's a very helpful on a daily basis uh, on a daily basis but i guess also the advantage will be that when very, very accomplished, competent people are handling the rules. It reduces your pressure as group CEO. Exactly, exactly. That, wow. That's it. What should we expect from the enterprise group in 2024? I think we are trying to change the script. Um, in terms of product uh, positioning, we are gradually moving away. I think our customers even expect us to do so. The days when um, generic products were just pushed out there and uh, more or less take it or leave it. They, those days are gone. Customers are expecting tailor-made products. You know, um, that's their their peculiarities, and that is what we are seeking to provide. You know, our customers. So we're no more uh, focusing on all those generic uh, products. We are reaching out to our customers and defining their needs, and then coming up with product that meets their needs. If it so happens that one product will meet the need of one customer, that is what we are... We are you can uh, go that far? We, we, that's, that's how far we want to go to 
uh, you know, satisfy our customers. Secondly, I think the way we engage with our customers is also changing and it will change, especially in 2024. Um, we're not only selling insurance. We want to get close to our customers and provide additional value to our customers. So you would see going forward, especially in 2024, we're going to be a lot more relational as against being a transactional you know, um, with our customers. And what are we seeking to achieve? We are seeking to understand our customers, know what they like doing on daily basis, how we can partner with them to provide, you know, uh, those extra. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Uh, needs that they may have, not necessarily in, in insurance. Some customers require probably a little bit of health advice, um, get them engaged in some exercise, you know, but you only can know when you engage directly with our customers. So just look out in 2024. That's the, these are the kinds of, I don't need to divulge all the, the, the strategies for 2024, but these two are so key that uh, we, we would embark on um, come 2024. Customized solutions and advice. Yes. I'll tell you what, I read a research about, uh, it was an Asia-based research on why people buy insurance and 43% of them buy from a company or a provider that is to see as an advisor. Yeah. Somebody who's helping them to make the decision. Somebody who's focusing on guiding them as they make those critical choices. So I think that you really are on the right track. Yeah. Let's pack the corporate aside a bit and, and, and then unlock the man behind the corporate. When do you feel at your happiest? When I see my direct reports and my team members, you know, really engaged and are happy doing what they do and they know best, then I'm, I'm so excited. Then I think that at least I'm making um, a bit of impact. I think this, um, that's my greatest, you know, uh, moment. What time of day do you feel happiest? <sighs> The nature of our business would give you varying, you know, uh, moments of, you know, um, but I think I would say towards the afternoon, you know, when you've gone around and engaged, interacted with your staff and, you know, have a better feel of, you know, how their day has gone and stuff like that. Then you come back to the office, reflect on what you pick out there and probably that's when you... Do you feel tense in the morning sometimes? Not always. Not always. Sometimes I walk into the office, you know, full of smiles. Sometimes, of course, naturally, there are issues that you need to uh, deal with. So um, you walk into the office still with those issues in mind, how you find solutions and address the issues. So obviously you, you walk into the office every time. 
where do you escape when you are pressed you are highly pressured what is what is your escape route when you are under great pressure when i'm under increased pressure um you see my escape route is always just to laugh you know i try to bury the pressure you know beneath laughter so sometimes when i'm laughing to people i'm trying not to infect them with with the pressure or get them you know worry so much about issues that we may have and so i i hide behind you know uh, smiles and all that but beneath it there's fire burning beneath yes on even less your head that way the crown yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So if I asked your wife Rini to tell me what kind of person you are, what would she say? Um, she tells me I, I don't smile very often. Very you know, I look too serious. Wow. Yes. She, she are you calculating balance sheets as well? Yeah, I'm sure that's what she would tell you, that I, I look too serious uh, at times, not always. Is that a real accomplishment? Um, no, really. I try to to separate business from, you know, social activity. So there's a thin line. When I'm on the job and I'm, I'm focused and I'm sure you see that seriousness in my face, you know. Um, but aside that, you know, it's yeah. all... Yes, yes. Wow. Yes. Tell me, what about the children? Um, well, unfortunately, they're all, you know, outside and uh, don't live with us uh, now. I'll, so... I'll call them on the phone. They told me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but I think they still see a bit of uh, my old self in me, you know, a bit stand on, on, on them, but for a good cause. Um, which I think they cherish. So my late father was a naval officer. My uncle was an army general. My grandfather was a police commissioner. And my mother was a head teacher. So somehow a bit intense. Eh? Yes. Uh, you know, also, I also lived in the barracks all my life. Oh. You know, so a uh, few of my friends tell me I'm a bit regimented, you know, um, the barracks life. Yes, but <laughs> let's talk about faith. Faith. What role does faith play? Personal, your personal faith. What role does it play in, I, in shaping your thoughts and your outlook on life? I, I think that I've I've always believed that God has a hand in anything that I I do, and I don't take that for granted. You know, so. Um, Day in and day out, I give reverence to 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 the Almighty Almighty God, um, which is what I I would encourage uh, every one aspiring to to move up. You know, to understand that it is only by the grace of God that um, we get where where we are. So that is that is my guiding principle. Yes. I wrote an exam when I was in, in my MBA that I I knew I didn't get an A. <laughs> so, so when I got an yeah, I said this one, the Have you ever been in a position before where you got a result and you say this one, there's no way, it just has to be the grace of God. Have you ever experienced it? The, the reverse, rather, you know, um, that you, you, you pick your results and you, you, you are not convinced that this is your result. You know, you rather expect, you know, something better than you, you, you had. But tell, that's me, tell me how you dealt with that. Yeah. I, I think... Initially, it would it would uh, set you, uh, you know, uh, step back. Uh, what level was it? Was it university level, secondary level? This is university first year. 
And this is the year that, you know, in Komoto, you're all over the place. You were in Komoto? Yes, I was in Komoto. Wow. You're all over the Which place. Which block? Komoto, uh, J block. Okay, I was in J15. E, e block and then L block. Okay. E15, yeah. J15 and then later on to J24. F25. Okay. All right. So you're jumping all over the place, you know, um, a village man coming into the university, so happy, excited to, you know, and so you're a bit, uh, uh, you know, surprised when the results come out. You're forgetting that you probably, you know, uh, took a lot more time or, you know, doing other things than uh, getting onto your books. At that time, you weren't very intense. <laughs> <laughs> but thereafter, I think we, we picked up and then we got to where we, we wanted to. Tell me about Village Boy. I once heard Dr. Ishmael Jameson talk about the fact that when he was coming to his, his interview as CEO of Unilever, he actually came from his village with sweat on his white shirt, dusty brown on his white shirt. He said, Charlie, you made the thing. And, and he stood in the interview and told him that in 20 years' time, he'll be head of the organization. And he became. <laughs> Tell me about the Village Boy part of your life. Step back. Even, even more years, the beginnings. Yes. Um, I said to you, my dad was a policeman, and um, he kept moving from one uh, police post to the other. Um, for that reason, he he didn't want me and my siblings to follow, and you know, because we kept changing schools every now and then. Um, so we were handed over to my grandma in, in the village somewhere in Asamankese. It's called okay. Otopase. Otopase is a small village. Wow. You know, and uh, I remember one day I took my kids to my school. They looked at the school, looked at the, the, the setting, and the girl asked me, Did, you, really go here? did you sit on this chair? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So that is kind of. Was it Saito Saito? It's a Saito, proper Saito. You know, those days, the L.A. Yes, 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 yes. When if I interview a Saito person who has become CEO, and yeah. ask them, Charlie, today, I think I, Professor Dolphin, Alex Banfu, even Dr. Yamsen, yourself, quite a number of them, I ask them, can a Saito person today yes. become CEO? I don't know the answer, but it's, it's a question I, I often keep asking. You think it's a crazy question? I think it's down to uh, just commitment and persevere. You know, you, you, you never see failure as an option, you know. So you continue to, to, to work hard and then... Um, you know the sky is the limit, so you you, you certainly would. would so, get Otopasi it. person can become CEO. Yes. Okay. Tell me about Otopasi. I said Otopasi is a small village. You know, after Samankasi, we heading towards uh, uh, Kede. It's just by the roadside. I'm right. not sure uh, the population will be more than 200. You know? Wow. Yes. So that's the that's the. Those days we didn't have we didn't have any pipe water, not even the um, borehole. So we used to go to the riverside, you know, fetch. Uh, water, you know, early in the morning, get ready to school. Um, I remember Thursdays, you had to go to the market, you know, with food stuff, go sell, come back before you go to school. And then going to school, we had to carry our lunch, uh, plantain, uh, tomato, whatever, you know, you need to prepare your lunch, carry with us to the school. So during our lunch break, we now quickly go prepare lunch, have lunch, and then, you know, we, we had two streams, uh, morning session and the afternoon session in our days. Yes, so in between, you can have your lunch and then we'll come back. But we carried all this every single day, Monday to Friday. Your food stuff, your cooking pot, your cooking intensive, everything we carried with us to, to school. To school, yes. Wow. Yes. So from Otopasi, where did you go? So from Otopasi, 
Um, then I, I continued to another village in the central region. Um, this is somewhere around uh, continency, but the name of the village is called Ekurakesi. Mm. This is my father's village. Okay. It's in the central region, Ekurakesi. So I, this is uh, like class three, class four, thereabout, you know. And it's the same old story, you know. Um, I remember those days, a son of a policeman, we, but strictly we were perceived as, you know, the yes. elite in the, oh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I think me and my brother were the only, you know, uh, pupils then that probably had uh, something like a sandals, you know, those days, yes. You know, Professor Stephen, they told the same story you're telling. Yes. About his experience, yes. and he says because nobody wore sandals, he didn't even see that he had a disadvantage because yeah. nobody wore it anyway, <laughs> apart from the police mentioned. Huh? So you are the <laughs> okay. Yeah. So tell me about Krakesi, transition from Otopasi to Krakesi, and then where next? So from Krakesi, you know, this is still in the primary school, and then moved on. Now getting closer to the city. And then I ended up somewhere in, around Accra, Newtown. Um, it's still a Presbyterian um, primary school, Kotobabi, somewhere in Kotobabi. So that was my first taste of life in the, in the city. city. And that's where we then continued from, you know, Kotobabi, then to back to police depot. Then my father had been transferred to police depot, which is closer to my school. So we then moved and joined my parents, you know. And so from there, we just said, you know, and I sat for the common entrance and then I passed. Um, and then I, I started my secondary school education. I was actually enrolled at Winneba Secondary School. But my father had the suspicion that he may be transferred again and I'll be left all by myself, you know, somewhere that I, I won't have any family member close to, to, to me. So he arranged for my uncle to transfer me from Winneba Secondary School to Nifa Secondary School in my hometown, okay. Edukro. Oh, okay. Yes. That's Benkum and Nifa. Yeah, yeah, that's Benkum and Nifa. Yeah. Benkum is in Latte. Yes. And Nifa in Edukro. Correct. So that is where I actually, you know, uh, continued and finished my O-level, um, you know, education at Nifa Secondary School. So I'm proud of Nifa Secondary School. It's an interesting journey that you tell... Would you say, let me go back to something that you mentioned just in person, especially the part about having to sell things when you were in secondary school. I recall my days, it was from 2013 or from 2013. I went to my grandmother's village and I'll go in the eastern region and I learned how to weave baskets and and sell them and retain the income and build the income until I, was, I had enough savings to be able to buy the things I didn't, I didn't have that I needed. I have a feeling that that is where I got my, I cut my teeth in sales. Would you say that the experience selling even at that age later on became valuable in your career? Yes, certainly. It, it, it didn't even end with, you know, my my youthful, it carried on to even when I was in secondary school. You're still selling? On, on vacation. I was still selling. I remember my mom used to sell plantain and cassava, you know, fresh. And so... She used to, you know, this headpan, you know, and they will carry it from place that will cross the street into Alajo and to the uh, Mamobi, Kotobabi areas, all selling uh, plantain. And so wow. I think it's, it's gotten into me that uh, desire to, you know, um, to sell, sell, to offer solutions. Yes. 
And I think that has also created that commercial awareness in me as well. You know, you mentioned that you, when you see people in an interview, you ask them about their extracurricular activities, their exposure. I can imagine somebody walking into for a sales interview and telling you that you sold, they sold plantain before yeah. carried plantain. Could that end up being an advantage? It does. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Us because it, it opened me to really appreciate the the, the realities in, in, in life. Okay, so and it's also giving me the um, foundation to uh, you know go about uh, life in in a modest you know in a modest way. We should I know where. God brought you from how far I have come. And then uh, it also allows me then to appreciate every human being that comes into into contact with me. If you didn't do insurance, what would you do? Actually, I wanted to be a teacher. Um, I think because of my nature, I was more passionate talking to people, listening to people, engage myself with, you know, um, conversations and stuff. So I think teaching was, was more something I, I wanted to I wanted to do. And I'll tell you one story. When I finished my A level, you know, all I had in mind just come out of university and teach. So in filling for my university, you know, program, I think I chose geography, economics or political, something like that, you know. And so when I went to the uh, registry to complete the registration process. The lady asked me, ah, gentlemen, with these results, why did you choose this subject? Why wouldn't you opt for law or accounting? None of this had even you come to no, 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 no. So I reflected, reflected, came back, spoke to a few friends, and the following day, nowadays, it wasn't as difficult. I as know, it, yes. you want to change it. So I just went the following day, and I told the lady, I want to change it. She changed it for me, and that's Is the, this beginning of my accounting uh, career. May the Lord bless that woman. Yes, thank you. Interesting conversation that I've had with Dan Labichiki that we could talk all day and I'll still have questions to ask you. But tomorrow is Christmas and I'm sure that you would like to wish a Merry Christmas to the people that have adhered to your heart and the people who have also suggested with you in this journey throughout this year. This very interesting year called yeah. 2023. So Dan, wish a Merry Christmas to as many people as you want to. Thank you very much. Um, as we approach Christmas, Christmas is a, a festive um, period. Um, I'd like to uh, wish every one of you a Merry Christmas, especially um, my wife and kids. Um, also, my um, team members in the Enterprise Group, or our partners, our stakeholders, I wish you all a very uh, happy and a, a prosperous new year as well. May the good Lord continue to bless us all. Cross over into a good year. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm very primed for the 31st night. It's, it's a big day. 
a big day for for me in my other life as a pastor. It's a very very big day. You, you just thank God for the year that has gone by, and then trust Him for guidance for the year ahead. What's the one thing you're most grateful to God for? Than, than, than certainly the gift of life. Mm. I mean, we, we, we can't take it for granted. Um, you go to bed and you wake up in the morning and uh, you say, thank you, God, for life. Others didn't make it and you have made it. So That, indeed, is the greatest gift of all. A big thank you to you, Dan Labitik, Group CEO of the Enterprise Group, for spending this hour with us. It's been very instructive, very humbling. That's the word I'll use. Very humbling, seeing how far God has brought you. And now I understand your outlook on life. Not just the intensity, but the humility and the willingness to pull other people up. It comes from where the Lord brought you from. And may the same God who has brought you this far continue to watch over you. Thank you very much. You have a beautiful, a beautiful 2024. And also, of course, I had my best wishes for your family at Christmas. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you all very much for joining us, not just for today, but the whole year here on Springboard, your virtual university. And on this edition that marks Christmas. Do you want to say a big Merry Christmas to all our cherished platform stakeholders? Enterprise Group for being our sponsor, MTN Ghana for being with us for the past 15 years plus. I want to say a big thank you to the Graphic Communications Group as well as the Multimedia Group for amplifying the thoughts that are shared on this platform, on your various platforms. And of course, to the Springboard Russia Foundation family for making this possible every single week. And the biggest one to all of you out there who join us every single week in the virtual university. Somebody said to me that by 5 o'clock, I start backing and dressing up because it's virtual university. We, we appreciate your custom and your contribution to making this the place to be every single week. Join us online as we debate the thoughts shared by Dan Abitieku and find out how you can start from a village community and become a group CEO of one of the biggest companies in this country. So we meet again for the final edition of the year next week. My name is Albert Okran. On behalf of Team Springboard, saying God bless you. God bless you. And if you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.